tuning in to Art and Business and Murals, a podcast about running a small creative business with interviews, artist stories and industry tips. I hope this podcast keeps you company on what can sometimes feel like a solo journey. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode five of Art and Business and Murals. And I'm your host, Sarah Scully. And in today's episode, we are talking about how to build your own creative network. Now, this is is not necessarily what you might think. It's not trying to build a community around your business. It's it's going to be about making friends. We all need friends. And this episode was actually requested by the lovely Megan, who is a parent of an up-and-coming artist, and she wants to try and support her child to find her people or his people or their people. So I thought I would give you a few tips today around how I've built a network of friends and colleagues, even though I work here in my studio by myself most days. I started writing down a list of, you know, the plan was to write down a list of, you know, five or six different ways that I've made friends within the creative community that I've kept on as friends that I see as supporters and advisors and mentors. And I've ended up writing down like 20. (laughs) So I'm going to give you all the ideas I have. So starting from the top, workshops. I run a lot of workshops and I see the participants in the workshops. By the end of the three or four hour workshop or even the day long workshop, they're chatting amongst themselves and they're showing each other their work and they're making friends and they're keeping in touch. And I send out a group email at the end of the workshop so everyone's able to contact each other if they want to. So that's one way to make friends, particularly if you're going to an ongoing workshop or art classes. So if you're going to... For example, life drawing every Wednesday night up at Mulaney at the Joy Collective, maybe. That's a great opportunity to consistently see the same people and to slowly make friends with them. You know, at the end of the day, a lot of creatives, not all, but a lot of creatives are introverts and find it quite exhausting and quite difficult to be social. So it's nice to be in a setting where you can kind of sit and draw and you're not forced to talk to people because there's nothing else to do. So art classes and workshops are one fantastic way to make uh, friends with other artists. Another one is conferences. So I've been to quite a few conferences in the last 20 years in multiple different countries and I've been to semi-permanent quite a few times. I've also been to the design conference in Brisbane and they're extremely inspiring conferences. But I'd have to say out of all the conferences I've ever been to, Art Lovers Australia ran a conference. It was a small conference a fair few years ago. I think it would have been maybe 2016 or 2017 maybe. And there was maybe only 80 artists that went and it was down the Gold Coast. And from, say, the 80 artists that were there, I left with maybe 60 of them that I would consider friends. And I have kept in touch with all of these artists, you know, in this amount of time. And some of them have just blown up as like huge artists. And I feel so privileged to have seen them along their journey 
And I've not only made friends and a great network from that conference, but I've learned a lot and there's been a huge amount of opportunities that have come up. One, for example, I met Kate Owen, who's an artist that works at North Star outside Gundawindi and she's phenomenally talented and we ended up collaborating on a mural project for Gundy Lanescape. Uh, street art festival, which was just so much fun. And from that collaboration with Kate, who I met through the Art Lovers Conference, I've also been back a couple of times to the Gundy uh, Landscape Festival, which has been fantastic. So I feel like from that, I now have a bunch of artists in Gundy who I now consider friends and are part of what I would consider my artist network of people to call on if I need support or help uh, or advice or who I feel like I can support. So it's a matter of finding the right conference for you. And the small ones are actually quite good. You send, well, I tend to make a lot more friends when it's a lot smaller. Uh, moving on from conferences and kind of in that same realm is street art festivals. So whenever I've worked at a street art festival, I've ended up making friends with all the other artists simply because we're all in the same space at the same time, eating the same dinner at the same launch party uh, and having closing drinks at the same bar and you keep running into it and, you know, you're offering help to finish paint their walls and everyone's really supportive and, and team-like. So you end up making friends from that as well. So I've I've been part of quite a few street art festivals um, and come home with loads of friends as well. And I keep calling them when I need help. I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if they call me as much. But anyway, <laughs> another idea, and this is what I do, <laughs> is the open studios. So here on the Sunshine Coast, Arts Connect, runs open studios every year uh so for two weekends a bunch of artists a lot of artists actually open up their studios and you can do like this trail map where you go around and show up to their studios and walk in and look at their art and buy their art and sign up to their mailing lists and have a chat and it's great fun and every year i go around to all the studios and uh, my main aim is to make friends so i go around and chat with the artists and you know, see what they're up to and what projects they've got coming up and and just get a feel for them. And sometimes, you know, the people that you get on really well with, you're kind of like magnets to each other. You just chatter on for ages. So um, if you're on the Sunshine Coast and you're joining in on Open Studios next year, look forward to seeing my face in your face. <laughs> um, another idea I had is group art shows. So yes, it's one thing to submit your work and to be included into group art shows, um, but it's another to actually show up for the opening night. So if you're putting your artwork into a show, yay, but come back and have a drink if you're old enough to have a drink and try your hardest to talk to the other artists. Like give yourself a goal of like talk to at least three people you don't know tonight. And it's it's a little bit easier when you're looking at art on a wall and you can kind of stand next to someone and say, hey, this is nice. Did you paint this? Or hey, are you, do you exhibiting here as well? And I know this sounds tough and everyone's like, ugh, yeah, as if I'm going to make friends doing that. But... I've actually made quite a few friends. They're generally a bit more extroverted than I am and they come up and introduce themselves to me at the group shows and we chatter along for ages and then add each other on Instagram and then stay in touch. But it's possible, I promise. I've made quite a few friends this way. 
Uh, another way is the what seems to be the norm nowadays is social media and Facebook groups. So I've made a handful of friends on social. I'm terrible with social media in general. So the fact that I've been able to make friends with people on social media is just phenomenal. <laughs> but quite a few street artists who are doing very similar work to what I'm doing here in Queensland, and they're doing similar work in New South Wales and South Australia and Victoria, I generally keep in touch with them because I want to know what they're doing down there. They want to know what I'm doing up here. Often I get jobs. I get quite a lot of jobs down in South Australia for murals. And I, I don't really travel that much or at least that far south. So I generally contact other artists that I know of in South Australia and hand the jobs to them. So for me, it's been really good to see what other people are up to. You know, if someone starts painting a mural on the ground and I, you know, just DM them and say, hey, what kind of paint did you use there? I've done a similar job, but mine was a bit slippery, what, you know, and have a chat. And it's a good way to make friends. And it's about sharing information as well. Um, joining Facebook groups is another idea. Uh, I'm not great at this. I'm not great at, you know, chats on social media, but it might work for other people, particularly if you're introverted. Another idea might be uh, group mentoring. So mentoring is fantastic one-on-one and it's a great way to build a relationship with an artist that you admire. But group mentoring gives you the opportunity to not only build that relationship with the mentor, but it also gives you the opportunity to meet other artists and creatives within that group. So the group mentoring that I've done, uh, the groups have always ended up being really tight-knit and seeing each other outside of the group mentoring setting, which just makes me so happy to see. Uh, But it's a great opportunity to make a bigger network and you know that most of those people, if they're in that mentoring group, are in a similar position to you are in that you are in your career. Uh, Another idea, and this this might like make most artists but not like this comment at all because – I don't know a huge amount of artists that are overly sporty, but I'm putting this in because for those of you that know me, my other love of my life apart from art is sport. So getting into clubs like sporting clubs or chess club or D&D or embroidery clubs or just any extracurricular clubs, it doesn't have to be necessarily art. It means that you can go there and be yourself and the creative people tend to stick to each other like magnets, whether you like it or not. So I played roller derby uh, for many, many years and roller derby happens to have a lot of really, really creative people involved in it. So we were really similarly like-minded people all in the one league, which was fantastic, which meant we spent most days of the weeks together at training and most weekends together at games. So not only are you seeing these people a lot, but you can creatively bounce your ideas off each other, they become friends, and then, of course, part of your network. So I'd say probably 50% of the people that I call upon now for support and advice and part of my creative network, most of those people came from roller derby. Yay, roller derby. Um what else? I also have art camps and retreats. So I have not been on any art camps or art retreats, although I would love to go. But I have heard it's a great opportunity, particularly multi-day 
um, art camps and retreats because you grow closer and closer. My husband, for example, uh, he runs retreats himself, but is also a part of a lot of retreats here on the Sunshine Coast. And after those retreats, he has just built such a big group of people within his hippie network. I probably shouldn't call it a hippie network, within his a holistic lifestyle network. They're a good good bunch of people. Uh, another option could be art fairs. So I've not been a part of an art fair yet. I have been to art fairs, but from what I've seen is the artists that are exhibiting tend to grow pretty close. That's, you know, essentially three to four days that you're together in the same space and you get to know each other pretty well. So that could be a great opportunity, but it is a, a pricey way to meet people. Uh, another option would be gallery representations or a lot of galleries. If you can get representation, they, they tend to send out opportunities to you and they sometimes have um, group exhibitions where you can meet the other artists that the gallery represents. Uh, they might even team you up for collaborative works or collaborative projects with other artists. So that's another option there. And then, of course, my favourite, uni. I still am friends with a lot of the people that I went to uni with, not so much the people here in Australia, but the six months that I spent in Scotland at the Edinburgh College of Art, I'm surprisingly friends with a lot of those uh, students who are now practicing designers or artists or have moved into other areas. But I keep in touch with a lot of them, which is fantastic, and I find the work that they do extremely inspiring and they have spread out across the globe as well so it's nice to have contacts all over the place um so that tip was uni or TAFE or school the other thing with that uni TAFE school option is whenever I go to do work in schools and I go into the art room and it's just the art students there working away I feel like I'm with my people it's quiet it's quiet music going, we're all creatively working, you know, surrounded by people that are similar to you, that, you know, can think outside the box, that have different ideas, that are willing to experiment a little bit. So spaces like that make you feel more included even without actually talking to anyone. Um, and my last idea of where you could potentially start to build your own creative network is in with uh, within art collectives. So, for example, I have been part of Microgalleries, which is an international organization. Uh, they were based in Hong Kong, now based in Thailand, but it was a group of global artists. So we, every year we would go into a low socioeconomic area and support the community there and do street art and work on projects and run workshops. And so we would get to come and see each other face-to-face -face for two weeks uh, each year, which is fantastic. But then even particularly when COVID hit and we were all online, we still caught up. I think it was every fortnight on Zoom, which meant we got to see our friends every fortnight, which was so lovely. And we got to talk to other creatives and particularly being such an isolating time, this was a godsend and great for mental health. So if you can find an art collective that's heading in the same direction that you are or a group of people who are trying to build something 
that you're passionate about. Another example of this is um, Street Art Nambour, which is I've just taken over and I'm slowly building a group of people who are all like-minded, heading in the same direction, want the best thing for Nambour and are generally all creative. So we're working together as a team and they're part of my network to do something great in Nambour. So a couple of things that I was thinking about even when I was putting this list together is there's a saying, and I will probably muff this saying up, but I'm going to give it a go, but you are generally the average of most of the people that you hang out with, or is it you're the average of the your eight closest people or something like that? You're the average of them. So whoever you are going to hang out with, make sure that you have a level of admiration for them or you really respect them or there's something that they can teach you and vice versa. You know, if you're hanging out with people, you you can't just take, 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 take. You want to be able to offer as well. And that's another point that I came up with is I think artists get nervous that other artists are their competition. You need to be willing to share the information that you know freely and also be willing to listen and take on information and take on critique rather than like I've met some artists that can be a little bit cocky and will constantly be trying to explain to you how to do what you're already doing. So I think you just need to take a step back sometimes and think, is is this what I need? Is this the type of person I want in my creative network? And it's okay to say no and to step back and cease communication if you can. Um, the other thing that I was thinking about is it can be a really competitive space to be in the creative industries and it shouldn't be. You know, other artists are not your competition. You are uniquely you. The art that you create is uniquely you, particularly if it comes from your heart and soul. If you are creating from truly within you, that that artwork cannot compete against other artworks it is you and people will come to you to buy your artworks so don't see other artists as your competition see them as your allies because sometimes they're going to be your biggest supporters and your biggest advocates particularly if your family might not support you in what you're doing or the people around you might not be the most supportive they might not understand your drive to want to be full-time as an artist or they might not understand your drive to want to shift into painting murals or to change from an architect into, you know, an illustrator. You might not get the support that you need from your family or your, your immediate friends, but artists, they'll be the ones that could potentially be your biggest supporters. So try to be, more, be a bit more open when you're meeting new artists, willing to share and willing to listen. I hope this has helped. If you can think of any other ideas to build your artistic network, please let me know and I will add them in. If you want to read the show notes from this episode, please head over to the website. Otherwise, I will see you next week. for tuning into the art and business and murals podcast please feel free to reach out by email at podcasts at sarahscully.com or follow up the show notes on the website at sarahscully.com if you enjoyed this podcast please share it with your friends and fellow creatives i'd like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land in which i record this podcast the gubby gubby people and i'd like to pay my respects to the elders past present and emerging